Welcome to this Centrum podcast. For more podcasts or to join Centrum programs building creativity in community, visit us at centrum.org. I'm Michelle Haygood, and this is On Air, a podcast focusing on conversations with artists and creatives from Centrum's residency community. I am broadcasting to you from the lands and waters of the Coast Salish people in a place known as Katai to the Sklalem people and today known as Port Townsend, Washington. This podcast is focused on bringing artists together in community to explore the ways that place, process, and the personal intersect. We dive into the many ways that artists are responding to the current times, affecting change, and finding sustenance during health, climate, and social crisis. Join us and take an hour to be in residence and unpack your own relationships to creativity, time, and place. Thank you for being here and enjoy this episode. It is so nice to be back. It has been a little while since we've brought you a new podcast, and I am really thrilled that we are at this moment, and I have just finished listening to four conversations that you'll get to hear that are conversations between our 2021 Emerging Artist Residents, and there were six of them who um, each paired off and sat down and interviewed each other about their experiences here during the residency and digging into their work and things that they were thinking about. First up is Mel Carter and Woodrow Hunt, who talk about the ways that their project ideas that they initially came into Centrum with uh, went through some shifts and, you know, changes just because of the nature of uh, what it was to be here and also what it was to be in a space where they were working without expected outcomes. And they touch on some really important and fascinating ways that they're both relating to their own cultural ancestry and backgrounds um, through research and also through um, daily practice and the ways that they are sort of thinking about and dealing with um, histories, um, known and unknown, and the um, sort of relationships between, quote, traditional ways of working and contemporary ways of enacting those same ideas. And I really um, found myself just smiling and laughing and nodding a lot while I was listening to this. And I'm so grateful to both of them for sitting down and, you know, really sharing in a fun and enthusiastic way uh, the the kind of realities of what it meant to be here. And I also just want to note that um, all of these conversations are very candid and often involve explicit and colorful language. So 
please be mindful of that in terms of uh, your where you might be listening to this and how comfortable you might be with um, uh, cursing and such. So thank you and you're in for a treat. Okay. Um, just kidding, but <laughs> hello, everybody. <laughs> Right. This is the first time I've done a podcast or, yeah, anything, so good luck to us all. <laughs> um, hi, my name's Mel Carter. I'm a visual installation performance sculpture artist, um, <laughs> and yeah, my work kind of primarily deals with, I would say, like the Japanese diaspora, witchcraft, um, kind of like healing, food justice, and I don't know, gross shit. Love, love a gross shit. And yeah. <laughs> uh, the intros are the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, <God. laughs> all right, all right. Um, hello, my name is Woodrow Hunt. I'm a Klamath Modoc and Cherokee uh, descendant. Um, I'm a filmmaker. I work in experimental and documentary forms. I'm interested in looking into the role of uh, memory and landscape within digital uh, uh, video forms, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess we can just talk about Centrum. Obviously, it's been beautiful mm-hmm. here. I feel like the the residency part, since this is like, I feel like both of us kind of like is one of our more like professional residencies. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we had talked about before that like <coughs> other art shit residencies whatever can kind of like expect a lot um either like tangible work to be like produced or like kind of anything and it's been really nice to have this centrum space be like super open-ended and kind of just like about whatever we want to work on which is great and I guess Woody and I were kind of talking about um just like how uh, we expected it to go going in versus like what it is actually happening while we've been here. So do you want to start and talk about what you kind of like had proposed or what you thought it would be like? Yeah. Um, when I, I had a couple projects that I thought I was going to work on um, during the residency, uh, I thought I was going to do a lot more writing and editing um, and then kind of getting here and seeing what my day-to-day schedule was going to be like, uh, the freedom of, you know, not, uh, yeah, not needing these, these kind of like, of, um, deliverables that often, uh, come out of these, these spaces. And I kind of had the, uh, ability to go and film more. Um, one, it was kind of, uh, the projects I thought I was going to work on that I wanted to, like, I wanted to start a lot of new stuff. Um, and I knew I was going to work on some of these, 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 um, these other projects that I've been working on for a while. Um, specifically this, like this tattoo film, um, and kind of getting here, the setting actually applied to a lot of questions that, uh, my creative partner, Olivia and I had, discussed Mm -hmm. and uh getting to think through those here um because honestly I think if like the the uh 
if kind of like the space of Centrum in the fort, I I don't think we, I would, I think I would have started those other projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I think kind of like having the conversation around uh, the fort and the indigenous people here and um, when the quietness, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so much easier to film when it's like, you have space and it's quiet and I can test things and, and, um, you know, going out in nature and all this stuff. Um, Plus I feel like it's a nice time of year here where it's like, there's a little bit of tourism left, but not like a huge amount, which I'm sure that like summers here is so packed, I'm sure. Totally. And, but like the weather too, it's like, um, sometimes just the harsh summer light isn't as pretty to me. And we're like in that hard to film. Yeah, we're in that like transition where it's a little dark and gloomy, yeah. and it's right before the rain hits, a and it's more like, like diffused. And yeah, just I think it's really light. pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Definitely. it's really. It's, uh, what so, were some of those questions that you were talking about with Olivia that you've kind of been mulling over? Yeah, it was. Um, uh, uh, so we had been exploring uh, tattoo traditions within our like ancestral. Um, uh, uh, tribal relations and so a lot of Olivia's researching a lot of her Muskogee Creek traditions and and uh, uh, their connections to her tattooing practice and then I was doing a lot of research into my Cherokee and Klamath tribes um, uh, pattern making traditions and uh, one of the things that we're finding in a lot of our research is um, just the violence experienced by tattoo people and Um, indigenous people in general but and how that plays into then um the existence of a art form that that is on bodies and um uh how that plays into the remembering or the oral traditions or even the relying on photographic documentation um and so we were trying to talk about that violence Mm -hmm. um uh in our projects and so kind of um uh being able to look at these structures around us um and kind of like the i mean i don't know if this is gonna like fit into the (laughs) thing but it's like just the inevitable decay of like the like um i mean the u.s military is ever growing Mm -hmm. but to see it in different forms is kind of is really interesting and that like I mean this is kind of just like how capitalism like it's like once there's a new there's this a a new better the the previous will just like be abandoned and I guess and then our weird connection to to that uh uh and so like uh especially here where it's like totally unused and to have like all of that huge amounts of like money land turnover that has been like eradicated yeah. like due to the colonization of this land and like building all of those buildings and everything is just like wild it's really <laughs> weird and and that was kind of like to see these violent projects that had so much just like the um uh how how uh fragile that is Mm -hmm. yeah I mean not physically these concrete things are not (laughs) going anywhere yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but like 
like bunker bunker life. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> like how how there can be so much energy and money put into this this like this militaristic thing mm-hmm. that will just at the drop of a hat be left. Yeah. And then like we'll create all these other surrounding things that justify it not just being like torn down and returned. Definitely. For whatever reason. Or like utilized in another way. Yeah. Like, I think that that like I understand of course like preserving history but I also think that like there's a lot of there's so much space out here and like structures to be utilized like and I think about a lot about like public art public programming that just like so many things could be done that would be like beneficial here to like the community who lives here and just like the people who this land like belongs to it's Mm -hmm. really interesting to have like a total absence of of like native folks here like it's just so militarized like on here on this campus besides like the actual like natural growth i think that that's like wild too. yeah and, <laughs> like, and even not like the best way yeah. <laughs> yeah and i mean this is like one of the things that i didn't um uh, uh you know we were given the resource so like kind of uh the way the historical society has looked into the like mm-hmm. uh Chinese American like yep. experience here, but like having those like mm-hmm. the garden being a an, an, an like a forgotten or it's Very, not like, forgotten unmarked, unmarked grave like, yeah. like mm-hmm. uh, that was like you're just like okay this is how these things work yeah yeah they're like and like even like calling it like the Chinese gardens here yeah. is really interesting when there's like not really any signage not a lot of like historical context for that just like. Yeah, that part is super interesting. The part two, I don't know. It's wild. It's really wild. I feel like we just got lost there one day, and we're like, oh, 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 oh this is the yeah. Chinese yeah, like. mm-hmm. yeah, and then just like that, there is uh, this really like I'm like that there is this really this this big. Um, I guess it's like kind of uh, when we were kind of talking about this too. Um, with like our our different connections to Thule Lake yeah. and kind of how sometimes like there is always an experience in land and space like for so many different people mm-hmm. but for there to be such a specific experience yeah. especially like like one like a gravesite or mm-hmm. like like a, a like I guess in Thule Lake thing of like an internment camp exactly. and a and a war and yeah. a removal site mm-hmm. and so it's like which are all historically like native like predominantly native spaces and yeah. land that mm-hmm. are then like taken away from native folks to like use for governmental reasons which is the same here right so. yeah and like like and not just like research facilities no 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 like, yeah like facilities. <laughs> yeah like active <laughs> imprisonment yeah like, like um and i guess that was kind of the other thing that kind of just like then refortified that question of like um, where you find these types of things, like mm-hmm. these forts and these like militarized bases. Yeah. There is, it's not, it was easy. It was actually just the perfect strategic point. It's like, no, there was another, there were other like, um, ex- like traumatic experiences that yeah. other uh groups and communities mm-hmm. went through there yeah. and it's like, like several iterations from just like different cultures different communities exactly. that all like end up coinciding in this like one 
land space? Do you think it's like a his, like a history memory, like land remembers things and like attracts oh. that kind of like energy yeah. or something? I always feel like it's kind of like that too. I think it totally is. And I bet there's someone who's done the research more than I have. Yeah, and I think sure. I, that like we were kind of talking about this like before when we were just ta- touching. It's like it's a f- it's a something that I always think about and I want to explore it in a project mm-hmm. more. But um, so I haven't initiated that research yet. Yeah. But it's like it's just being justified every of course yeah Yeah. and i yeah i i i it's kind of like that chicken and the egg we were talking about with like a lot of these these things where it's like is it the impact of the land that makes people continue that like traumatic memory Mm -hmm. or is it like um people will not want to like taint other they don't want to like ruin other spaces. Yeah. Like they want to keep their, which that's not true. They, they'll like um, a white settler colonial society will live in a violent area yeah. and that they'll perpetuate for their own organ. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so, uh, yeah. So those are, yeah, I guess those were like the, the like things that I was just like, I, didn't think I was going to initiate that conversation yeah. t- here. And I was going to like use the time really just for my own, like, you know what? I'm just going to think through my own things yeah. and, and do that. And Which then, you are. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but I thought it was really good and I think it helped like, um, uh, again, like it was something, it was like, it was something we were thinking about that we, wanted to it was a it was a necessary part of the story that we were trying to talk about that we had no idea how to talk about other than just referencing uh, like our research Mm -hmm. um and so then this was like a space where we could like visually explore it yeah um but yeah have you found any parts of the um the park that really like resonate with you or that you really like keep going back to I always walk to the to the bunkers near the water. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of, like on the way to the lighthouse that we went to, kind of thing. Uh, oh, that's a cool one. Hmm. Uh, I like to be high, okay. so I like on the, the stuff on or like on the hill. Yeah. Um, and the one uh, where there's the wooden railing mm-hmm. and the big yeah. yeah yeah yeah. That's not my like. It's the. Uh, I guess the layout of the bunker isn't my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but being kind of like on that ocean side, that ocean cliff side and right next to something like that is just like a little patch that has like a little bit of everything. And I think it's like a little less overwhelming because it's like, oh, at least there's the ocean. Like that's like a, like a calming, Mm -hmm. like, and the trees are gorgeous and you get to see so much and you're not just like, like in some of those other, like the, the first one you see when Mm -hmm. you get up on like like bunker, bunker, bunker. Yeah. Yeah, And like, they're literally like, um, you're on a road where they like encompass you and it's like terrifying. A little bit intense. Yeah. Or like if you go down into one and it's just like pitch black you're like nothing's let no light doesn't get down here it's so like and i love how the air is so like stagnant but like echoey Ugh, the bunkers are amazing (laughs) i know they're really it's terrifying and so interesting so intriguing i know i'm still thinking of um um angelic's comment about having a gay rave there like i'm like (laughs) oh my god like i cannot get over this like i just feel like 
I'm like, hello, let's like repurpose mm-hmm. <laughs> the forts, gay bathhouse, and rave space. You know, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the military people would love that. They I'm would. Sure, I'm they sure would they would be love down. it. Yeah, but this is how it should represent. <laughs> but us. for real though, there is that. I I always think about for all of you out there. Hello, um, but <laughs> the bunkers have this like huge round. I don't even know what it is. What is it for? It was like for one of those like it's where they just put the guns. guns or something. Yeah. yeah. I forget what kind of gun that's called. Isn't like a bat? It's like a uh, battery or something. I think it's that, a battery. Something with a B. Um, they shoot big. One of those giganto things. like yeah. cannon gun things. Yeah. Um, but there's this huge kind of like rotunda that's like set in the middle that looks just like it would be like a beautiful like sexy fountain or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I just cannot get it out of my brain because I'm just always looking for a gay bathhouse. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but think that that would be beautiful. So at Centrum. Get that. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Now, this is not an edit point. More tourism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, for me, yeah, like coming here, I definitely, well, I just like ended a, my, a four year job. So I'm definitely in like a weird transition period, which has been great. And it's, I, I like literally ended my job like two days before I came here. So I just like shoved a bunch of shit in my car and then like drove up here, which was great. Um, but I do think that, like, after not having access to a, like, physical studio, you know, Seattle's expensive, rent's expensive, shit's hard. Um, it's been so nice to, like, come here and have just, like, a huge open space for me to just, like, experiment with materials. I feel like that's mostly what I've been doing is just kind of, like, making a lot of, like, I call them like liquid spells, I guess. Um, They're just kind of like infusions of like herbs, food, kind of like a mixture of the two that kind of have like um, both like personal and cultural like reference, references to me um, that usually have to do with like healing certain parts of the body, depending on like what I feel like I'm personally needing. I think that like the installations here I've been working on, like visually I feel like they just kind of look like a bunch of like collected glass or otherwise like sake vessels that I use to um and just end up like kind of like creating a bunch of like potions or liquids or infusions to that can kind of like drip in real time um like as part of the installation a lot of it kind of has to do with like dyes that I've been making here like collecting here um I made this like madrona skin um tea uh that's like a super strong one but since madronas they're everywhere here too um there's like a giganto one like right in the middle of our little campus right here that's great but um after like a really really windy day there was like a billion curls from like the bark all over the place so i just made this like really intensely strong tea by like boiling pretty much for like two days um (laughs) and since i use like a lot of materials that are just like will go bad in like a hot fucking Mm -hmm. second and like I just love mold, love love a mold, you know. The love. The, the, <laughs> the transition of the material is exactly. necessary. Like yeah. love it. It's just mm-hmm. disgusting. Like happy that my <laughs> my studio has a little bit of window ventilation. <laughs> it's great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been really interesting to kind of just like get to leave some of those things and like see how they change mm-hmm. over time and see like what has been molding, what has not. Like generally, I picture these kind of like installations that I make to like 
live in a gallery prefer like I prefer like kind of a small gallery that has like a couple employees that mm -hmm. like mainly care for the work because I feel like especially after working in museums and shit like that like as a gallery attendant or like your front desk person or like whoever is like greeting actual like patrons like you're the you're the people who are like caring for the work mm -hmm. and I always love when like there's just like a little bit of upkeep to do and I feel like that's definitely something that I think about with my work is like how to like how can the work continue with like leadership from other people kind mm -hmm. of like stepping mm -hmm. in so like if I kind of like chose to display my work the same the same way that I've been doing it here like there definitely just like is like a huge amount of like mold and kind of like growth that happens due to like whatever I put in those spells mm -hmm. and I can kind of like leave that to the people who are like caring for the work to be able to like troubleshoot some of those things or just like try different things too like in general I kind of like write down the little like what the potions are made out of if they have properties like for example like the madronity would be like antimicrobial antibacterial and like I probably made that like the first week that I was here and it still has not molded mm -hmm. like the whole time that it's been here even though it's been open which is really interesting and just like trying to like combine or troubleshoot some of those things for longevity of the project is totally interesting to me and or like you can also just scrap that shit throw it away start from yeah new too <laughs> would you think that they would make it themselves and like so like at, is it like and if yes do you think uh, there's a possibility that possibly depending on the length of the installation, it could be fully not made by you yeah. if each part needs to be slowly replaced. Totally. Um, I haven't thought about, I think definitely I could do that. Like I could like give, I think I would be comfortable like giving instructions on mm -hmm. like how to make a certain potion, spell, solution, mm -hmm. whatever, and then leaving that and having them do that. I also <laughs> feel like one of those things where I'm like, oh my God, why make people do like oh, more true, work true, outside? Exactly, and like, yeah. I'm like, you have to, <laughs> like, if you're going to care for the work, you must do it on company hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get paid. So, mm -hmm. um, but I definitely, I mean, I think that that would be so interesting. I think that that's not unlike the work itself that's always kind of like in relationship to the space depending on mm -hmm. like how high the heat is if there yeah. is ventilation if there is like windows or like if light is hitting it like all of these things can shift which I don't think is like dissimilar from having somebody else's like True. influences really so totally I think that's really cool and that, I guess that kind of also when you start a installation are like how much of your process is reliant on kind of experimenting with materials or do you kind of have an idea where it might go and then you know what materials you need to work with? I think that for me right now, like what I'm doing with is more like liquid spells healing that's like externalized in my installation space, but it really is like reflective of the things that I need. Mm -hmm. So I think it's more like if I was doing some sort of like, if I had like a wound or like needed some like skin stuff, then I would make like a burdock like poultice or something like that mm -hmm. right to like put on your wounds to like help with um with healing and I think that like I am driven kind of by materials that like I need specifically or kind of like external ones that are like nearby kind of mm -hmm. like the madronas here or something mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. Is that what you asked? I can't remember. I feel like I like blacked out in the middle. <laughs> That's all good. I was, you were just making me think of something else. It's kind of like, it's really interesting how your practice is like so much about like, um, uh, con continuing to grow your own knowledge of these things, the possible, what you've learned like from family and friends. Mm -hmm. So then that kind of communal knowledge yeah. 
ancestral knowledge and and how that um, is kind of a continual in your practice versus just a general like art practice where it's like you're kind of just um, uh, maybe learning something new or doing a technique that mm-hmm. you know another person did and it's kind of ever changing totally but I mean I think about this too and like you know since you work in like food industry and stuff Mm -hmm. too like honestly over the pandemic I'm like I feel like food and like service industry and like things that like actually communicate with like the culture that you're from and feel like resonant to you are like the only things that have been like holding me like in general Mm -hmm. or just like keeping me afloat like I think that there's um just so many good people especially in Seattle that I know of that are just like doing amazing things with like food that connect to their culture like I think about Musong which is like this incredible like Filipino um restaurant in Seattle who they just like fucking blew it out of the fucking water like there's so many places there's like Kamanegi that's like a soba spot there's like Hanyato that's like a sake spot and all of these things are just like led by great people a lot of who like I would consider artists like Mm -hmm. I think chefs are like fucking artists like for sure like um and just like a way that they can like extend this care through their culture and their learned things from like friends family and it doesn't have to be like it doesn't always have to be like culture specific like I grew up with like a ton of like Filipino um babes and just like the food and the culture just like I fucking love like Filipino my Filipino aunties from them are just like the world's sweetest humans who just like always have this kind of like element of care and like also like looking out for your health I feel like is a big one they're always just trying to like shove you full of stuff that like will be good for you and like you just have to take it like you can never Mm -hmm. you can never say no like hello never you can never say no to an auntie turning down is is no no Um, worse than getting sick yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) and um and I just feel like it's like I have my mom is just like the world's best cook she's just like fucking great and I feel like she extends so much care through like the food that she makes for us she always makes us like this really incredible um we kind of do like hot pot anytime we fly home Mm because it's just like super warming and like is really nice she always makes like sukiyaki for us which is just kind of like a Japanese style hot pot that's just like Mm -hmm. the world's most comforting food and I feel like there are all these kind of like memories that I have that all center around like food and just like food gatherings and gatherings that are like dictated by like eating and like (laughs) communicating with people and I think that like that is the kind of like energy that I like to portray in my work too I mean and like it was the best introduction to to even before I saw it like any of your installations or your studio like first day you made us a pot (laughs) of wonton soup and just initiated that like yeah it was like that that care and then also it was just like so comforting too especially because I like like we were saying at the beginning like this is my first like real like residency um not real residency just first residency yeah yeah (laughs) um and being in that new space and just like um yeah you were just like here's a pot of soup for everyone and then um seeing it in your in your work too that there's just always care and healing and community space and and um that was translated right away it was awesome and I feel like your work is the same too I mean you work also from a place of like interest in the culture kind Mm -hmm. of like practices that have like been like transferred over time and like maybe and you study definitely like the variations which I think is also great too Mm -hmm. like learning kind of like 
and I think especially like what you said that like a lot of the things that you're researching is like through oral traditions which is really Mm -hmm. hard to keep track of like through the years but Mm -hmm. also I feel like comes with like this immense like wealth of knowledge and like need for tradition and need for all that information to be passed down which is really great Mm -hmm. but also I think that that's like a is similar to food where it's like things can shift all the all time all the time depending on like what's available to you like locally probably and I feel like I just really like that about your work too yeah I think it's really um uh because I appreciate that and I and I like I I like how we like talked about sometimes and we can touch base on it again is kind of like how we're referencing tradition at times Mm -hmm. even like even if it's not uh uh super apparent yeah. in our work just how that plays into it because um, yeah I think it, it appears more often than maybe um, is visible yeah um, it's kind of like the platform that you like build off or like yeah yeah that kind of just like encapsulates all of your work and I feel like we always talk about like kind of like the like shift away from traditionalism and how mm-hmm. like I feel like, especially for me, like traditionalism from like a fourth gen, like half white, half Japanese person that's like pretty much grown up in like American culture, like I grew up in the Bay Area. um, And just kind of like having a lot of the like traditional or like traditions that I like know, traditional motifs that I like know and love come from like fables or like um, children's stories, Mm -hmm. things that like I think are like traditional to me may not be like actually traditional to somebody who's like grown up in Japan Mm -hmm. so it's like my projected like ideal of idea of traditionalism and like which could be totally different from like what is actually out there you know yeah (laughs) I feel that I I feel that too kind of when you're especially like oh like uh so much in my research it's like I'm running into times where you're trying to um imagine kind of the possibilities that you might not um uh find kind of just like in a base tradition practice Mm -hmm. um not to say that traditional like practices are restrictive at all just sometimes like specifically with this tattoo project there are times when some people would say it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And um, when you're trying to um, imagine the possibilities of it um, existing or even how new traditions can exist in in the same uh, 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 conversation as, like, traditions, um, uh, how can they reference each other and what other, say, what possible other practices Mm -hmm. then can influence that that new traditional practice um and uh uh and so I think we're always kind of like like you were saying like it might not appear like those those books or those fables might not appear traditional to Mm -hmm. someone else and it's like but we can imagine the possibilities of these things and so like even in the in the research like uh how can we take certain things and or repurpose certain things from say anthropological texts that aren't the aren't based in like aren't uh uh set truths but for our purposes Mm -hmm. in our in our uh daily lives Mm -hmm. and our traditional practices 
or and and how that fits into our artistic practice yeah. and how we incorporate all those things how can we imagine the possibilities um for ourselves to like continue moving yeah. continue feeling continue like thinking mm-hmm. i don't know and but yeah i feel that same thing it's like this might not be it mm-hmm. at times yeah but what c- could it be mm-hmm. without pl- being like it needs to be the thing yeah exactly and i feel like all of us you know we're all like modern kids we know that like mm-hmm. what we're doing isn't exactly like the traditional mm-hmm. thing that like we've probably like both like projected it to be and Mm -hmm. also like what it really is like Mm -hmm. I always think about that too like within Shintoism and maybe this is like true um for native folks too but it's like that there are just like people who hold many roles too like I think a lot about like shamans and how Mm -hmm. like shamans are big healers but also like help kind of with like energy or just like sicknesses of all kinds like mental and physical and can help with like all these different ailments like I always think about like I wonder for you if you found like kind of like through researching um practices or anything if there's like certain people that like hold those like hold like tattoo practitioner Mm -hmm. as like a part of like their greater narrative but maybe it's just not like cited in history as like that you know maybe it's like encased under something else oh i think for sure yeah i think i mean that's um uh uh yeah i think especially for when we talk about um like the experience of being tattooed there's so much um there's so many other things that go into it that it can't just be purely that practice um and when we go into like again like mental health mm-hmm. when we go into healing um one just physical body healing yeah there's gonna be other people so say um this isn't so i th- i i think about that possibility of like that other person being kind of like the possibility of like a healer mm-hmm. being within that tattoo definitely um uh uh um, that tattoo, uh, um, position. Yeah. Um, cause, cause I think there were, I mean, we can see it too. Like there are so many more multiplicities or like, uh, it's not just so set in stone that this practices this one exactly thing. Yeah. Or even I think about that, like getting tattoos too. It's like, and hearing other people in the shop, like talking about really personal shit, yeah. talking about like, real shit that's happening to them or like wanting to get like certain tattoos to like signify something like all of these things are I'm sure like all fit into oh totally having that position in society too or like in your cultural context yeah and and uh uh yeah however it I mean it's such a personal thing but it's also uh relational too Mm -hmm. and that just changes every time I mean we're just talking to someone about like uh is it always personal, like relational between the tattoo artist and the tattooer? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always have to be. Yeah. Like it really can just be like, no, you're executing a, 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 a thing I need. Yeah. And it's, it just depends on the practitioner, what they kind of like prefer. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or, and like, uh, and, but at least having that communication, yeah. because if that's what the practitioner needs, mm-hmm. then the person getting the tattoo might just be like, no, I'm not trying to involve you into yeah. this aspect Mm -hmm. of me like I just want I just want the tattoo yeah and and um 
that's fine. That's yeah, yeah that worked. And and so just like you have to communicate that stuff. I feel like I have a lot of everything. tattoo like artist friends who are just like dealing a lot with like just like bad, you know, like bad people who are mm-hmm. like going to get tattoos too and are just like either like commenting about like the style of their work or like commenting about mm-hmm. like things that they really want and not like really involving the like artists and what their like fucking preferences yeah. are or just like even just like thinking of them as like people rather than like somebody who's like doing a service for you. It's just like, okay. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's a, uh, and that can, it can be so rough. Yeah. Yeah. Or needs, yeah. I don't know. I was, yeah, we can. <laughs> like what time is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you, uh, kind of, how are you feeling af- uh, at this point in the studio and kind of like, uh, um, uh, for your where I'm at yeah where, where you at totally um yeah so since we're like what like two days away from like finishing our program here I feel really I feel good I feel like I uh, have like pretty much just spent this entire month like actually like working with materials and like physically making work which just like hasn't happened to me in a long time like I just feel like I haven't really had like the mental capacity to do it mm-hmm. and I feel like being here and like not having that much access to internet it's like I thought I was going to do a lot more like research work than I um than I ended up doing here but it just feels really good to like be away from that for a little bit too or just to like not have everything so rooted in research I think Mm -hmm. sometimes for me it can feel a little um I can feel a little like I don't know, like dampen, dampening mm. or something like that, that I often just get like bogged down with like, you know, imposter bullshit, the, totally. the stuff we all do when like reading a lot of kind of like traditional histories or like research that like you don't exactly like identify with, but you know that is like important for your practice. And yeah. I think that like kind of having some time and space away from that has been really beneficial um, for me and kind of allowed me to like think much more about like the materials and kind of just like, what I actually like want to do with my work or like how I think that I would like it to be presented. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of similar to what I was saying before about like having somebody like care for the installation like after it's put up, I think that like having sort of like a celebratory like community gathering that um, coincides with like dinner that has to do with a lot of the like medicinal or like food-based like elements of my work feel like a really natural like way for me to like both extend care to the community that's like supported me or the community that is there too like we were talking about this with like Pioneer Square Mm -hmm. in Seattle how there's just like so many houseless folks like all down there and that's where like all the bougie galleries are Mm -hmm. and just like seeing those kind of like disparate like elements so like literally like physically lined up next to each other is just it always feels really hard to see, especially like thinking about art and just like how rooted in classism and like racism that it Mm -hmm. historically is. It's hard to like have some of those things. And I definitely feel like kind of like a giving back is necessary for like a lot of our work. And I think that like food or kind of just like an extension of like dinner or like Mm -hmm. kind of anything would be really great. And also like something that would be really like fun for me. I think that would be awesome, especially yeah. kind of like uh, having not having a a piece like your work be restricted to such a 
like a small area Mm -hmm. and the fact that it like the people coming in and out um even the people working in the galleries will like be interacting with it like Mm -hmm. in an upkeep way and then also through a community care through food and Mm -hmm. all that stuff it's like the it lives in not much more than just its space and it's kind of a really interesting way to think through galleries too yeah definitely i think there was there was one in um portland that i can't remember the name of but they did like kind of a similar like dinner pop-up things Mm -hmm. like within like art spaces too which i just find super inspirational it's like the same as what i talked about like moosong and Mm -hmm. all the like good restaurants where it's just like i feel like it's such a like tangible like invitation of like care that you can just like feel when Mm -hmm. it's like happening and it's i mean it's always nice when somebody like makes dinner for you it just like extends a little bit of something something cute towards you um and yeah i think that like it's a good way for me to think about like putting materials together like within an installation too seeing like what will work together like what or like what historically like works together what Mm -hmm. kind of like foods work together because there's such like there's a lot of meaning behind like certain ingredients for especially in like Japanese food there's like um like I use a lot of like I do a lot of like food stamping like I've been doing like lotus root stamping while I've been here um and like lotus to me is one of those like great ones that I always think of because it's um during Japanese New Year there's like all these kinds of like traditional foods that you have to eat for Mm -hmm. that like represent something that needs to happen in the upcoming year um and lotus is like well it's always the flowers like the symbol that's like attributed to like Buddha um Mm -hmm. for like enlightenment because it like grows from like swampy little mud stuff and then it's like this hot sexy beautiful flower on the top you know um Mm -hmm. but the tubers underneath have like all of these holes that are kind of like a perfect circle um that is just like super beautiful but it for the new year it's kind of like the clarity of being able to see through those holes is like being able to like see through to the new year to Mm -hmm. have like a clear vision of the future um and I kind of think about like using having like those elements like worked into mm-hmm. both like the installation and future to like imbue those properties like into the work or food yeah that's <laughs> awesome yeah that sounds so cool i love all of how you're always the work's always changing but thinking ahead to how it's mm-hmm. like being uh uh ready for the change yeah and kind of like always thinking forward for that yeah that's it's really it's really cool yeah i've been um doing this really sweet like witch school this year too mm-hmm. which has just been like fucking great and gay duh <laughs> like <laughs> surprise oh, yeah. um <laughs> but it's been so sweet to like get to learn different kind of like medicinal or like herbal things through and my teacher Ilva Mara who's just wonderful um is very much like stay in your own lane like only mm. practice from like the cultures that you come from like mm-hmm. don't be appropriative and I feel like that yeah. nudge where like she kind of teaches more, um, much more of like a Roma, traditional like Roma mm-hmm. based witchcraft that like that makes me have to do a lot of research into my own personal like practice and like be able to sit with like those things versus like, like maybe like ways of, I don't know, like manufacturing a tincture that I've like learned from Ilva that are, is like True. more of a traditional Roma practice or something mm-hmm. like that versus like what I think that like would work for me like mm-hmm. what sits with me better mm-hmm. um i don't know what i 
was talking about, but <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, it's uh, uh, what I was hearing is kind of uh, uh you can't just take and apply, yeah, yeah, wherever it fits just because that's what you know, yeah, because we can all be taught something mm-hmm. and it doesn't apply everywhere. And so kind of totally. always having to be able to like, like what we were talking about with like kind of like snakes and kind of like mm-hmm. certain like symbology for you. That is like some cultures really like can see these things and some things and some, you like totally yeah. can. Yeah. Not, and so you have to be like, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just like culture and community communication yeah. about the uh, values and traditions Definitely. and not just bulldozing one yeah. through because it's true to you or true. something. Where do you feel like your work is kind of going or like is right now and slash where do you want it to go? Uh, I had, well, it was when I got here, it was really, I hadn't edited anything in a while. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of great to just start putting some things together. And I don't really know where it's going to go, but I think it's because we're, yeah, we're still (laughs) filming. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we, we, we uh, got some good stuff while I was here. And um, so it's definitely going to be like working through that footage. Yeah. And then um, uh, kind of need to get like something together just mm-hmm. for some like deadlines. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Is it like January, December or something? Yeah. Like end yeah. of the year. Um, and so I feel like I'm. I don't know. This is like the hard time. It's where nothing looks good. Yeah. Nothing's together. And there's just still all the questions, even though you've, I've like kind of addressed some of them. And so it'll probably be like another month before, like it's at all in a space where I'm excited about it again. And so that's kind of the hard thing. You're just figuring out the direction right now kind of thing, which is really hard. Yeah. Yeah, It's like experimental. It's just like, where am I going? Start. Yeah. It's like where, um, uh, because it's so much about translating one artistic practice to another artistic mm-hmm. practice, there's no story. Yeah. And even when it's like in my in our other projects, they've had a direction where like we needed to introduce things mm-hmm. to get to an idea. Yeah. This is like we're not trying to get to an idea mm-hmm. to have a, like a conversation. Yeah. We're trying to like explore a generic thing in a in a video practice mm-hmm. um not to say that tattoos are generic yeah, but yeah, we're yeah. trying to like like it's a, an, ex, an experience or like, or like yeah, a, yeah. and like design and like uh um not being a illustrator or not being like olivia's a tattoo artist mm-hmm. but like not working in kind of like a a visual artist way yeah. and more like everything needs to be translated um, at least in where I'm at with my practice right now, everything is being translated to a, to play linearly, mm-hmm. even though we never explored in a linear timeline, but, yeah. um, or in a linear storyline, mm-hmm. but it's always going to be played in a linear way. Yeah. And so it's like, um, just like, it's, 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 it's fun because it's a, um, not thinking through story and we just have to start putting images together yeah. and then see where they go and see if we end up where we want yeah, to totally. be. Which um, I feel like we've talked about before is just like the same as like choreography is the same as dance. It's just kind of like exactly. rooted in like what feels right, where you feel like yeah, like just intuitively it's going. Putting yeah. little sequences, little phrases together, mm-hmm. um, making one, and then getting the idea, and then 
deconstructing that and reconstructing it with the images that actually communicate that idea mm-hmm. and then taking the images that we deconstructed that previous phrase from to create a new phrase where those images actually work together. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was some of the fun stuff that I got to do at the beginning of the residency here is kind of like put together a little phrase, yeah. kind of knowing, and like a little vi- visual sequence, knowing none of these images are actually going to be what this is about, but yeah. we need to start getting some like mm-hmm. film. Like, yeah, like let's just see where it is. Let's, let's just see like where it goes. What's yeah. happening, what's coming through. Yeah, like there's so much like um, uh, repetitive image making. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I feel like I love, I love all my like experimental filmmaker yeah. like community. Um, and so it's like we're I'm always trying to like reference them yeah. without just repeating the same like sequence of image layering mm-hmm. that we've done before. Um, and I'm seeing like friends and, and people like doing that. Mm-hmm. Where, like they're not they're finding their new ways yeah. and just needing to also um, do that. And so it's a lot of testing. It's a lot of sure. um, just throwing things together. Um, until there's that like click yeah and then it and then once that happens all these these it gets done so like i'm done yeah Yeah. like two days later you're like and it's done and it's done yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then before that it was like two years yeah yeah of being like this isn't right yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. and so uh yeah it's still in that like we've i think we finally have more stuff to work with um that touch on like the amount of ideas um, and then it's still kind of like there's a little bit of like some uh, some language recording yeah. that we want to do. Um, that was the other great thing about this. I got to I got to do some language practice that mm. I didn't have much time to um, uh, do beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, incorporating those into the into the video That's and awesome. then see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you end up doing your um, sound recordings that you were gonna do the other day too? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do that later. Definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah and we also need to work with uh uh we need to develop a score and so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like elements and so we'll see where it goes but yeah i I definitely like like, feel like uh uh that the residency kind of like got us past the initial that got me at least yeah over the initial block yeah that's great i'm really happy to hear that yeah do you feel like you know like what you want to do with the project after like how you would want it to like live yeah i think um we'll probably do some festival stuff um i am uh i think it would do really well in an installation too especially because we could probably break it down Mm -hmm. to more like um uh uh especially because we're trying to translate some tattoos into like mm. into the video. Um, cool. So you just like, need like separate channels or like, yeah. Like if we could, so it, yeah, so it doesn't have to, and then we could put them together for like the 10 minute of course. Um, short mm-hmm. and that could play kind of in a linear way. Yeah. And then we could also kind of be like in on this um, screen is like our exploration of this design. Yeah. Um, that's just, I, I don't yeah. know if that's what we'll do, but, um, and I feel like you were talking a lot about like traditional tools too, and like mm-hmm. archiving kind of like things like that. Do you think you would ever like include like tangible pieces like with your, yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. thought about making them, yeah. but I want 
that's part of the like um, the collections loan. Hello. <laughs> yeah, the future like research of after like this initial cut that we have to get together yeah. is um because like we weren't able to like visit any of the museums safely yeah. um uh um during COVID, but is to go and see some of those archaeological collections That'd that have tattoo implements uh, designated as tattoo implements. Yeah. Um, and then like kind of yeah, I'm kind of like. We want to see those, and if we can, like, photograph or scan them in a way that we could then utilize them yeah. in the video, that would be awesome. And, but I also think for, like, a, a, a if the, it is ever installed, that would be really cool to have yeah. those physical things. Um, yeah. That'd be so cool. Um, I was yeah. like, yeah, maybe we're close to our Perfect. hour mark, so I guess we'll just wrap it up. But it was yeah. so nice to talk to you, Woody. It was great to talk to you, Mel. It was, it was so great to get to know you at the residency. Yeah. And I mean, I I, I, re I really did like it here. Yeah. I did too. So it was great. Honestly, yeah. like so chill, so relaxing. I mean, yeah. it's been super fun to hang out with you. You're just <laughs> such a laugh and great. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was great to find a friend and, and uh, who's doing cool stuff. And I mean for uh it's not just because our studios are across from each <laughs> <Yeah>, other <laughs> <laughs> really close yeah <laughs> just staring into your window yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know i was like i definitely like uh did that thing where i kept my studio door closed for too many days well, it was just so cold yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's very cold <laughs> yeah um yeah i think it was great and yeah i like that we could just do what we needed to do. Yeah, it was totally. awesome. Yeah. I can see all the deer walking around. Okay, the deer here. Yeah. I'm like, we could have a whole podcast just on the deer. Just the deer. Let's yeah. bring them in. For real. Bring in the deer. So we will get to work on that deer podcast. Um, it is not the first time that people have wanted to involve the deer. They are a very big part of our story here at Fort Warden. <laughs> and um, thank you again to Mel and Woodrow for that really insightful conversation. And stay tuned. We will be bringing you three more of these dialogues and, um, and lots more. And visit centrum.org to learn more about our ongoing self-directed residencies. Uh, we just filled um, and placed residents for 2022. We did open up a wait list and you can find that on our website and we hope to be bringing you more stories from artists and writers and creatives of all kinds who are coming to this place and finding solace and also teaching us and bringing a lot into um, our world, those of us who live here. So thank you again and more soon. Thank you for listening to this Centrum podcast. The creator and host of On Air is Michelle Hagwood, Program Manager for Artist Residencies. Our cover artwork is by Leon Finley and our music is by Tabor Dark. Centrum's Executive Director is Robert Berman. Centrum podcasts are produced by Taven Dotson, Owen Rowe, and Holly Miller. Our executive producer is Joe Gillard. With gratitude and respect, we acknowledge that we broadcast from the traditional lands of the Coast Salish peoples, from the place known by the Sklalem people as Katai, and today called Port Townsend, Washington. 
Centrum programs are based at Fort Warden State Park in Port Townsend. Centrum was founded in 1973 to foster creative arts experiences that change lives and is dedicated to building a world of greater inclusion through the arts. Other Centrum podcasts include music from the Centrum archives, interviews with teaching artists, and readings from the Port Townsend Writers' Conference. To subscribe to any of our podcasts or to support or participate in Centrum programs, visit our website at centrum.org. Thank you for listening. This podcast is copyright 2020 Centrum Foundation. Thank you.